and we're live <laughs> hey everybody sorry we're late um it's all lydia's fault i'm gonna blame her <laughs> no we've been on chit chatting and i forgot to set up the broadcast and didn't realize it was seven o'clock so <laughs> here we go <laughs> how have you been i've been fine <laughs> you i mean that's really all i can say you know, I had hell week. <laughs> I won't even say hell week. Uh, it was like hell a couple days. And mm. then today it finally hit me. Just mm. surrender. Surrender it all. But yeah, before that, um, I, I took myself through hell. So every week I have a hell story. So. <laughs> Oh, lots of forgiveness lessons this week, as always. It's yeah, a it's a process. Yeah, I, I'm really looking forward to us starting um, the lessons together at the top of the new year. Guys, I drew my eyebrows on and I think I wiped one out of place. So just ignore. But um, <laughs> I, I'm really looking forward to getting into the lessons and doing them together. Yeah. So. I've been you kind feel of, the need for them? Yeah, Feeling I think I'm ready finally. And I've been trying to get into the habit already so that when I start, I can be consistent doing mm -hmm. the one a day and not missing a day mm -hmm. and uh, not stopping and starting over or, you know, mm -hmm. just continue on. But um, as I was going through my stuff today, um. I came home and I opened the course and it opened to lesson 194. I placed the future in the hands of God. Mm -hmm. And that's what kind of just allowed me to just, I surrender it all. Cause it, it is, it's our stories about what we think or we perceive is happening yeah. that make us crazy or stressed or anxious or whatever. Yeah. And that was what I was going through. So life is always neutral. It's always. Neutral always it's like um dr hugh lynn says the guy that teaches the i self-identify i'm a i'm a mess of the name y'all you know the hawaiian thing <laughs> say it ho, Lydia. Oh, ho, ho, oh, oh, oh no oh no ho, oh, ho, oh no oh no something like that but like he always <laughs> says the divine and god is at zero just void just no memories playing, no, you know, no worries. It just no is. It just it's is. A void. So just staying and reminding myself of that. I've been doing Hopo Ono Ono. I'm going to get that word. Sometime before October, I will get it down. I say that every show and I still butcher it. Yeah. But um, I've been doing that pretty much since yesterday. I love you. I'm sorry. Please forgive me. Thank you. And just kind of repeating that because that's supposed to help you clean and zero out all of those thoughts and memories that you have replaying the programs in your head. So that was good. But this was a good lesson for me to pick up and uh, read today as I had spent a few hours stressing over nothing because it all is nothing. Nothing means anything in this false world. So. We'll get into that later on in the show. 
less than 194. But anyway, what about you? Well, anyway, you said you, know, you had a good week. Well, I mean, it wasn't good. It wasn't bad. It just, <laughs> like, I'm learning to look at it as it just... It just was. Is. Mm-hmm. Sort of, you know, to sort of let my judgments about it, the good and the bad, go. And we, what you were just saying, uh, it made me think, because this is something that I've been thinking about. Like, I know that the world, intellectually, I know that the world is neutral and that it's... um it's a dream, but yet my, like unconsciously, with I, I don't even have any control over it. These judgments come and these judgments come and, um, you know, good and bad judgments, but they're differentiating, they're separating me from other people. But I, I noticed like, not, I'm not controlling it, like consciously, consciously, not the, it's exactly. not Lydia who's in charge. So yeah. you, once you step back and look at that, you can uh, you can become the observer and right. realize that there's something else going on because like, you can't Lydia be the subject Rick that's in charge, right? You can't be the subject and the observer. So the fact that you can observe it shows that it's not you. So there's something else going on here. Like these thoughts are coming from something else. They're not being generated by the Lydia that I think I am. So mm-hmm. I don't know if that would help you in you know surrendering because there is something there to surrender to. Yeah, this week I did, even though I thought I was having a bad week or whatever, the thing that has helped me, I for one, I'm more aware of it now. Like I can correct it faster. Like um, the judgments always come up. They're just on autopilot, but I can recognize them faster. Mm-hmm. Like the awareness is there more. Yeah. And then I could switch to, you know, just allowing it to go whatever it was just this morning i just went down a whole little rabbit hole so it took a little longer than normal Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i finally got clear i was sitting in my car and it finally hit me like what are you doing you know better than this Mm -hmm. and then i was able to bring myself back and it's just a reminder like i said it's easy to say and even easy to do it's a little harder when you're dealing with other people to remember in the moment that's where Uh i'm really tested in my interactions Mm -hmm. with other people a lot quicker to judge and will hold the judgment much longer yeah well think about it like if you don't judge them Mm -hmm. then you know there's no that's the ego's bread and butter, right? Judgment. That's what keeps right. the separation going. So if you don't judge them, then that's the end of you mm-hmm. as you know who you are. And like I said, mm-hmm. I think I said in a previous show, especially when you don't like somebody or don't like something that somebody did, then you really want to enforce the separation and not see. <laughs> don't want it. <laughs> but um, Hopo Ono Ono. Mm-hmm. It still helps me a lot with that. Like Dr. Hewlin is, he's so persistent about it. Like if you, whatever you see in another person, you projected mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. So it's that hundred percent responsibility, hundred oh, yeah. percent responsibility. Because if it's in my awareness, I projected it. So even when somebody is quote unquote acting a fool or whatever, I perceive that to be. 
It's something in me that needs to be healed, not the other person, because essentially there is no other person. Mm-hmm. And, it's, and it's the the desire for separation. Like I'm not sure what part of the course uh, it's in, but like earlier today I was flipping through, and there was in one of the lessons, like Jesus was really going in. <laughs> he said, "We use really we use other people. We project other people." to buffer the strength of our own identity, our own false identity. Because if mm-hmm. they're there, then I have to be here. Yeah. And, and it, it so doesn't even whole, have oh, to oh, be, oh, no, oh, no. Yeah, it doesn't even have to be maybe takes people ownership you of don't like or yeah. it could be people you feel sorry for or feel oh, yeah. sympathy oh, for. Yeah. Like, That's I, one I was, of the ego's fave tricks. Yes. I was reading last night when... um. I think Dr. Joe Vitale was writing about uh, an experience he had with Dr. Hewlin. And I can't remember if he was there or if Dr. Hewlin was telling him about a lady and she was a grandmother and her grandson had fallen ill and, and she was praying and praying and praying and he still died. And she asked Dr. Hewlin why I prayed for him every day, this and that, this and that. And he told her flat out, you were praying for the wrong person. He's like, you should have prayed for yourself, for whatever it was in you that projected mm-hmm. him as being ill. And I was like, ooh, ouch. Like that had to hurt. But it's it's if he's really, really persistent about 100% responsibility, everything you see, if it's in your awareness, you projected it point blank in a period. And so it has Let me to be up to you to be healed. Yeah. So just going with that theme, I remember Kenneth Wapnick um, sort of explaining what Jesus was saying about what we're really doing when we feel sorry for another person. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was explaining like that's that's forgiveness. To, it's called forgiveness to destroy in the course because what we're really doing is we're saying we're belittling them like that's pure that's spirit right there a child of god and they can just snap their fingers and they have all the same power you do absolutely and so when we feel sorry for them we belittle them because we think of them as impoverished which proves god is dead and so Mm -hmm. that rim that secretly reinforces our own false identity and we have no idea that we're consciously doing this by of course like that we we do this we don't understand it consciously but that just shows how sneaky the the ego mind is just reinforcing that separation mm-hmm. <laughs> always yep yeah absolutely so is there anything particular you wanted to talk about tonight uh yeah i'll just touch on uh self-doubt um i i've been thinking about that and how you know how often I doubt myself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we doubt all my do. ability to make choices. Doubt my self worth. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, and doubt. Um, you know, there's just so many things that I, I doubt. You know, regarding uh, becoming an astrologer, it's always oh, I don't know enough. There are people that um, know so much more than me, and I'm looking at people that have been doing this. I've written 20 books and have been doing this for 30 years. There are people uh, you know so much more than, like me, for example. Sometimes when you talk, I'd be like, wow. <laughs> but 
yeah, I think that comes up for a lot of us, the self-doubt. And probably yeah. especially because you're getting ready to really start putting yourself out there doing videos. Yeah, like, who's going to and... listen to me? Yeah. You know, I'll never you. be able to, to do that. No one's going to pay attention to me. Or, um, yeah, I, like, all through my life, I've, I've, I've doubted. And so I wanted to see what the course says is the, like, the spiritual essence of this problem. So I was looking through the book, and... In the Manual for Teachers, Chapter um, 7. And then, there, so there are a couple, uh, paragraphs 4, 5, and 6 really stood out to me. And from paragraph 4, and guys, this is, I'm looking at my Kindle version, the one that's on my uh, computer, and it says about page 1200, but sometimes that's a little off. Hold on one second. Yeah, Bria can tell me. She has you said it's, it's in the manual for teachers. Yeah, uh, chapter seven. Should healing be repeated? Hold on. That is page twenty-two of the text in the manual. Oh, okay. If you have the combined volume, like I do, so it's all the way in the back. I know you guys can't see that, but all the way in the back, in the manual teacher's part, page 22, section 7. Okay. Oh, you know what? You know what? This actually talks to, so the manual for teachers is telling us how to be a teacher of God and um, like what it is when we doubt our, uh, our work, our ability to heal. And actually, chapter, um, the paragraph four, I was just going to read a sentence from it, but it actually talk, touches on what I talked about. So I'm going to read paragraphs four, five, and seven, uh, four, five, and six. It's not too long, but uh, paragraph four, one of the most difficult temptations to recognize is that to doubt a healing because of the appearance of continuing symptoms is a mistake in the form of lack of trust. Ooh. As such, it is an attack. So again, when we doubt and uh, worry. feel sorry for people, worry. you worry, yeah. that's really an attack on God. So usually it seems to be just the opposite. It does appear unreasonable at first to be told that continued concern is attack. It has all the appearances of love. Yet love without trust is impossible. And doubt and trust cannot coexist. Ooh. And hate must be the opposite of love, regardless of the form it takes. Doubt not the gift, and it is impossible to doubt its result. This is the certainty that gives God's teachers the power to be miracle workers, for they have put their trust in him. The real basis for doubt about the outcome of any problem that that has been given to God's teacher for resolution is always self-doubt. And that necessarily implies that trust has been placed in an illusory self, but only such a self can be doubted. This illusion can take many forms. Perhaps there is a fear of weakness and vulnerability. Perhaps there is a fear of failure and shame associated with a sense of inadequacy. Perhaps there is a guilty embarrassment stemming from false humility. The form of the mistake is not important. 
what is important is only the recognition of a mistake as a mistake. The mistake is always some form of concern with the self to the exclusion of the patient. It is a failure to recognize him as part of the self and thus represents a confusion in identity. Conflict about what you are has entered your mind and you have become deceived about yourself. And you are deceived about yourself because you have denied the source of your creation. If you are offering only healing, you cannot doubt. If you really want the problem solved, you cannot doubt. If you are certain what the problem is, you cannot doubt. Doubt is the result of conflicting wishes. Be sure of what you want and doubt becomes impossible. Whew. So we talked about it earlier, how the course uh -huh. is so blunt. <laughs> so <laughs> blunt and direct. Uh-huh. Cause it's like it is the, the opposite of love is hate, regardless of the form it takes. And people don't think of continued concern or something to that effect as being hateful. You know what I mean? Yeah. The course is so blunt. <laughs> <laughs> There's another part in the course that says, beware your good intentions. Mm -hmm. Beware your good intentions because they're not what you think they are. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I looked back. That caused me to look back on my life and all the times that I was, you know, well, I can't remember all the times, but like a lot of the times <laughs> that I was doubting because there were so many that I was doubting oh, myself yeah. and you know what when it says the mistake is always some form of concern with the self to the exclusion of the patient I was being narcissistic because I was focused at those times when I do doubt myself I'm going over something going over something pertaining to me oh I'm gonna make a mistake I'm gonna look bad like you're not even concerned with your brother in those times, it's like a form of narcissism where you're worried about how you'll appear, but the course says there is no you. Mm -hmm. So um, there's that. And then doubt is the result of conflicting wishes. Be sure yes. of what you want and doubt becomes impossible. 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 So that was actually pretty easy to see because, you know, there are times when I say I want something, but I don't take the actions to do it. And when I've looked back, there's always been like another part of me in the back of my mind mm -hmm. that has a reason why I don't really want my circumstances to change. Like I want to put myself out there um, as an astrologer and as a spiritual philosopher, but oh, but I, I want to remain in anonymity in order to be separate from my brother. That's the real reason. Mm -hmm. um, you and I have like talked in the always. Past. Uh-huh, go on. Go ahead. Oh, I was, I was gonna say there's always a, a, a conflicting like when yeah. I have doubt, there's all there are always um I'm always ambivalent about it. There are always conflicting yes. desires there. Like I say I want something, but I know deep down that's a there's a part of me that that, that doesn't, doesn't want that. And that's and, where the doubt stems from, in part, but go on. No, I was saying you and I have talked in the past when I told you I was becoming more and more aware of how I self-sabotage oh, yeah. <laughs> certain oh, things. Yeah. And it, it all stems from that. Like, uh -huh. I say I want this, you know, 
successful online business or whatever, but oh, it it can come up in so many different ways too. Oh yes, people do it all the time. Mm -hmm. Yep, it comes up all in so many different ways, and I and I can see the patterns even throughout the years of mm -hmm. how I self sabotage so I can still keep myself small in this little bubble. Keep ourselves small, yes. Well, bothered with anybody, so to speak. That's not the real reason. It's just that little safety zone or whatever that we feel. Mm -hmm. Like, you know how the big leap talks about it, how we kind of sabotage ourselves to keep us at yeah. a certain level where we feel comfortable, quote mm -hmm. unquote. So yeah, absolutely. All of that stems from doubt. Because if the doubt wasn't there or the conflicting wishes weren't there, you could push yeah. through it and, and really get what you, yeah, absolutely. That was a good one. Yeah. And also, um, so when it says, you know, the, the conflicting wishes, there was another part where it says, okay, the real basis for doubt about the outcome of any problem that has been given to God's teacher for resolution is always self-doubt. And that necessarily implies that trust has been placed in an illusory self for only such a self can be doubted. Mm -hmm. And so you take it back to that original time where we had to make a decision. We had to make a decision between, well, the mind had to make a decision between the ego and the Holy Spirit. And we chose the ego. And so that there's doubt. And so we chose the ego in this illusory identity and everything is built off of that illusion and that shaky choice. So every time that we, uh, the course says that everything, uh, I don't know if it's the course, but I know Kenneth Wapnick says this, that everything that happens here is a shadowy fragment of what happened that at that original instant. Every time we doubt, we have doubt we have to make a choice and we have doubts about whether to choose this or this. That's going back to our, the, the choice we made for the ego and how we made the wrong choice and how we're on shaky foundation in this illusory identity. So everything, every time we have to choose here, you know, there are doubts there. Are, we're always ambivalent in some way. So, you know, the spiritual foundation for, for self doubt, um, rest on that and that initial choice for the ego that yeah. we made. I love yeah, that we, whole paragraph that's yeah. at paragraph five when it was um, talking about self-doubt and it mm -hmm. implies that trust has been placed in an illusory self for only such a self can be doubted. This illusion can yeah. take many forms a fear of weakness and vulnerability, a feel of failure and shame associated with a sense of inadequacy. Perhaps there is guilt, embarrassment stemming from false humility. The form of the mistake is not important. What is important is only the recognition of a mistake as a mistake. So it, it really, yeah. anytime you feel any of those things in regards to your self doubt. It's all yeah. a mistake because that's not even who you truly are anyway. Mm -hmm. Because it's your illusionary self. Because your real self has all the power. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. we, that's we right. That all the time, especially yeah. 
in certain moments when things come up we forget our own power yeah fear and doubt is a sure sign that you are relying on your own strength separation the, yeah the strength of the ego that you're separate yeah. from god and, and the ego is weak on your own yes uh -huh. remember that you're one with god what is it that you think god can't do <laughs> there's nothing no situation no experience nothing that the power of god cannot overcome but when oh, we yeah. feel that doubt in ourselves it just reinforces that separation that we're separate from God and we're doing it on our own and our own isn't good enough or whatever. So, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah. And guys like, um, you know, like the solution to this, the course says it all the time is to do it with the Holy spirit instead mm -hmm. of the ego decide with the Holy spirit instead of the ego. Mm -hmm. um, and he'll, the Holy spirit helps you. The Holy spirit will guide you to the choice that is best for not only you, but best for everyone, mm -hmm. everyone in all lifetimes mm -hmm. and all the, the illusions of time that there are. And also, um, I have a screenshot here. I'm not sure. This is chapter 24 of the text. Uh, I, yeah, chapter 24 of the text, uh, the ninth paragraph, I think, chapter nine. No, chapter 24 of the text. Uh, I'm not sure. What is this? I'm not sure what it is. Chapter 24 of the text, but I just wanted to, to read this to you. Chapter 24, section 9, I think. Part 5, section 9. Okay. Part 5, section 9. Yeah, it's the last paragraph right above salvation from fear. Okay. Guys, that's page 511 in the combined volume text. Okay. There must be doubt before they, there can be conflict. And every doubt must be about yourself. Christ has no doubt. And from his certainty, his quiet comes. He will exchange his certainty for all your doubts. And if you agree that he is one with you and that this oneness is endless, timeless, and within your grasp, grass because your hands are his he is within you yet he walks beside you and before leading the way that he must go find himself complete his quietness becomes your certainty and where is doubt when certainty has come so i just love that about how christ has no doubt due to his certainty of who he is because yeah. that comes from not knowing who you, you are and how he's quiet and peaceful and mm -hmm. that. And I just think of the example that Jesus left us. So when you get shaky and, and nervous and fearful, you are, you are confused <laughs> about who you are. Yes. And not Blame recognizing it. my <laughs> own power, which is supposed uh -huh. to be my mission that I wanted to do with my business to help women recognize their own power. And it's because that's something I always struggled with, remembering to recognize my own power. Yeah. Yep. Certainty. Oh, Certainty if I could go through life. And it comes from knowing who you really are. Mm -hmm. And remembering it in all instances. <laughs> Can't wait to get there. <laughs> At every moment, guys, we either choose to be 
host to God or hostage to the ego. Mm -hmm. So we have to choose wisely. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's yeah. amazing. Like what we like reading the course um, about the the brilliance of your your true state of our true state, and then like what we've how small we've made ourselves and what we've given up. Yeah. For this world, like, and we already know, like, if you found the course, you realize nothing here really satisfies you, no right. matter how good things appear to be. So yeah. It's amazing. It's a, it was a mad choice, madness. <laughs> and of course, yeah, this is a mad world. So, absolutely. Um. So I guess are you done with the talking about the self doubt part? I am. Okay. So I'm going to move on to the surrender because okay. that's what I really, today when I, uh, I was like, okay, <laughs> I just uh -huh. have to let it go. And, and remember to just be in the flow. Mm -hmm. And it's like kind of how the course describes choosing the Holy Spirit and listening to the Holy Spirit. Dr. Hugh Lynn, he describes it as when you're in zero or at void, then your inspiration comes directly from the divine. And to me, it's like the same thing. They just word it differently. That's being empty. That's how I like interpret yes. it. You're empty. Yes. So spirit can fill you. Yep. Absolutely. And um, so for me, this lesson today, I placed my future in the hands of God. It's a really long lesson and I didn't want to read the whole thing. But it's like, I'm not sure what I should. So let up. me join you here. What lesson is this? 194. And your pages are a little different. But for uh, you guys at home that have the physical combined volume, it's page 370 of the workbook. Okay, I'm, I'm with you. I found it. And as today's idea takes another step toward quick salvation and a giant stride, it is indeed. So great the distance is that it encompasses, it sets you down just short of heaven with the goal in sight and obstacles behind. Your foot has reached the lawns that welcome you to heaven's gate, the quiet place of peace where you await with certainty the final step of God. How far are we progressing now from earth? How close are we approaching to our goal? How short the journey still to be pursued? Accept today's idea and you have passed all anxiety, all pits of hell, all blackness of depression, thoughts of sin and devastation brought about by guilt. Accept today's idea and you have released the world from all imprisonment by loosening the heavy chains that lock the door to freedom on it. You are saved and your salvation thus becomes the gift you give the world because you have received. In no one instant is depression felt or pain experienced or loss perceived. In no one instant sorrow can be set upon a throne and worshiped faithfully. In no one instant can one even die. And so each instant given unto God in passing with the next one given him already is a time of your release from sadness, pain, and even death itself. God holds your future as he holds your past and present. They are one to him, 
and so they should be one to you. Yet in this world, the temporal progression still seems real. And so you are not asked to understand the lack of sequence really found in time. You are but asked to let the future go and place it in God's hands. And you will see by your experience that you have laid the past and present in his hands as well, because the past will punish you no more and future dread will now be meaningless. Release the future, for the past is gone and what is present freed from its bequest of grief and misery, of pain and loss, becomes the instant in which time escapes the bondage of illusions where it runs its pitiless, inevitable course. Then is each instant which was slave to time transformed into a holy instant when the light that was kept hidden in God's son is freed to bless the world. Now he is free and all his glory shines upon a world made free with him to share his holiness. If you can see the lesson for today as the deliverance it really is, you will not hesitate to give as much consistent effort as you can to make it be a part of you. As it becomes a thought that rules your mind, a habit in your problem-solving repertoire, a way of quick reaction to temptation, you extend your learning to the world. And as you learn to see salvation in all things, so will the world perceive that it is saved. What worry can beset the one who gives his future to the loving hands of God? What can he suffer? What can cause him pain or bring experience of loss to him? What can he fear and what can he regard except with love? For he who has escaped all fear of future pain has found his way to present peace and certainty of care the world can never threaten. He is sure that his perception may be faulty but will never lack correction. He is free to choose again when he has been deceived, to change his mind when he has made mistakes. Place then your future in the hands of God, for thus you call the memory of him to come again, replacing all your thoughts of sin and evil with the truth of love. Think you the world, think you the world could fail to gain thereby and every living creature not respond with healed perception? Who entrusts himself to God has also placed the world within the hands to which he himself appealed for comfort and security. He lays aside the sick illusions of the world along with his and offers peace to both. Now we are saved indeed, for in God's hands we rest untroubled, sure that only good can come to us. If we forget, we will be gently reassured. If we accept the unforgiving thought, it will soon be replaced by love's reflection. And if we are tempted to attack, we will appeal to him who guards our rest to make the choice for us that leaves temptation far behind. No longer is the world our enemy, for we have chosen that we be its friend. So I love that. That's lesson 194. I place the future in the hands of God. And so in my surrender moment today in the car, that's kind of what I did. And immediately all that angst and anxiety I had been feeling from earlier in the day, the little knot in my stomach, boom, gone immediately. It's like just surrender, surrender. And I, I just love this lesson. And it's, mm -hmm. it's just a reminder, a reminder Absolutely. to us. Yeah. And um, two, everything that comes up, I remember 
and my auntie Donna when she was alive anytime I was stressed and um or going through things she would always recite the very first line in the prologue of the Christian Science and Health text by Mary mm -hmm. Baker Eddy is to those leaning on the sustaining infinite today is big with blessings mm -hmm. and it was a reminder to just always lean on God and go through the day expecting blessings yeah. I was expecting other things. <laughs> I'm like, this is about to be some BS. Like I said it to myself earlier. Mm -hmm. And then I had to remember surrender and lean on God, lean on divinity and just let it go. It's all in his hands. And if it's in his hands, then it's in, then it all is well. Mm -hmm. There's nothing to worry about. There's nothing to fear. There's nothing to be stressed or anxious about. Because as my grandmother would say, God's work is already done. Mm -hmm. I love the part about releasing the future. Yes. To God. What did it say? Did it say release the future for the past is gone and what is present free from its bequest of grief and misery of pain and loss, pain and loss. becomes the instant in which time escapes the bondage of illusions where it ruins its pitiless, inevitable course. Where it runs, and, yeah. Well, I'm sorry, it runs its pitiless, inevitable course. Um, yeah, so the part about that, because the way most of us live, um, of course, myself included, is we, like, hold on to the past. We're tortured by the past. We're tortured by the past. We miss the present because we're stuck in the past, and then we bring the past to the future, ensuring that it will be just like the past. Mm -hmm. So I love that part about forgetting the past and releasing the present into, I mean, releasing the future into the hands of God. And then you're only left with the present moment. And that's where all your power is, really. And really, that's okay. the only thing that there is. Mm -hmm. You know, the past and the future, they don't really exist, as crazy as it sounds. And and they say all are one to God. All, yeah, they're all the same to God. the The past, the future, the present—it's all the same to God. And they're like, you know, instead of you thinking about it, all you have to do is let the future go and place it in God's hands. And by that, you've already laid the past and present in His hands as well, even though you haven't, you know, consciously mm -hmm. done that. But just mm -hmm. let go of the future. That's all you need to do, and leave yeah. that in His hands. And then everything is transformed. I'm proud. I'm so proud that you were able to like do it and surrender. Cause I know in the past, um, like I've been forced to surrender in the past. Oh, <laughs> 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 you know you just forced to surrender. But still, like on, like I know there's no, there's no, there are really no levels. Um, but oh, like we do hey, judge Yvette. things, huh? Yvette was saying hey to us. Hey, girl. <laughs> There really are no levels um, or differences, but you know, here we judge things as being a big deal or a small deal or like medium sized or, or deal. good or bad or yeah. yeah. Some stuff, some big deal stuff happens to you, you just have to surrender. Yeah. <laughs> or else you just have a breakdown, you go crazy. But mm -hmm. um, like with small stuff and um, like medium stuff, I'm like, I've in the past, I've tried to surrender it. And then, like, there's this, like, there, like, surrender the the future, and just remain, let go of the past, and just remain in the present. And there is this, like, fear that comes over me of not being 
in control and sort of and I and I realize now that you know that's the ego saying well if you let go like the ego thrives off the the belief in the past and the future so if you let go of that there's no more you there's no more Lydia so understanding mm-hmm. that that's what we're scared of in those moments when we're afraid to lose control uh hello we don't have control anyway not the we that we're right. in the car. <laughs> you realize that you're not driving the car anyway right so, so you worried for nothing yeah essentially mm-hmm. my mom's on too hi mom we love you guys and he loves <laughs> our viewers <laughs> did you want to um talk about anything else before i go into tonight's meditation Ah, uh, I think that covered it for us. Doubt <laughs> and surrender. Yeah, those mm-hmm. were big today. Pick a number one through ten and not five because we did five last week. Nine. Nine is the number of completion. So, guys, I'm still doing meditations from U.S. Anderson's book, Three Magic Words, which I love. Um, so if you guys haven't gotten that book, it's like an old classic Um, I think he put it out in like the 60s. But the meditations in there are so beautiful. It's 12 of them, one for every chapter. And um, definitely worth your your time. Of course, The Course in Miracles wasn't out then, but a lot of them can still go along with the teachings of A Course. He was actually a Christian science for a while and scientist for a while and, and evolved from that and went on. So anyway, this is the ninth meditation from his book, Three Magic Words. The infinite creative power of universal subconscious mind lies within me. I attune myself, remove all barriers from my thought, become receptive to the purposes of God. I know that my life is great and good when I perform service with love. The right ideas are delivered to me I accept them and subconscious mind provides me with the means of bringing them into my world. I know that all things spring from universal mind, which is infinitely abundant. Lack and limitation are errors of thinking and I banish them from my consciousness. There can be no lack. I need only let universal mind express itself through me and my world is filled with creativeness and achievement and prosperity. My goals will be delivered to me, for they will be the goals of God who never fails. Whatever my task, I perform it with love, for I know that when I serve another, I serve the purposes of a greater design. All about me, I see the law of mutual exchange. Therefore, I give as I would receive. I know that abundance and prosperity are mental conditions. I create them on the plane of mind with complete trust and confidence that they will manifest in my life. I refuse to accept undesirable circumstance as having final reality. First cause is mental and is never found in the world about me. A mighty truth is at the center of my consciousness, where no work is difficult, where peace always reigns, where all things are possible. I know that life is a journey which must be traveled step by step, and I am patient, enjoying the wonder of the way with unshakable faith in my destination. I submit my will, knowing that success will come when I fulfill the indwelling self. 
Another one about surrender. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And knowing the power that works through you and works through us all. Mm-hmm. So that was a good one. Thanks for joining us tonight, guys. Um, next week, I'm not sure of the topic. We're kind of just been seeing what comes up. Yeah. So, I, I vote uh, the hero of the dream. Like, that was really deep, though. Like, okay. we could read that and then just marinate on it throughout the week. Okay. Well, that talk about broke, that. Jesus broke it down in that one, guys. <laughs> We're also working on getting some guests on, so stay tuned for that. We're going to send some invites out to some course teachers and lecturers and see who would be willing to come on and uh, share their knowledge with us on the show. So look out for that. We'll post more details on that as we start to begin uh, contacting people and sending invitations out. But um, as always, um, we want... Uh, if you guys have any questions or comments, you can leave them here. We do have some from Mom and Yvette. And you can email us also, returningtheloveshow at gmail.com or put um, on our YouTube channel, which is on there as Returning to Love Show. We are going to start going live from YouTube instead of Facebook in a week or two. So stay tuned. We'll let you know about that. And we'll talk, see you guys again next Sunday. Good night. Thanks for tuning in.